In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the crazy netminding situation and the free agency deadline that starts tomorrow. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, I am joined by the Caps Chirp Podcast. I have Hockey Troll in here. I have Michael Marzacco of Stars and Sticks. And then I have Corey Swartz here of Hershey Nation. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. All thanks right. Yeah, so thanks for joining hey. me. So these are some crazy times for the Washington Capitals. Um, as they parted with both of their netminders. Uh, so, Hockey Troll, and I'm going to start with you here first. What were your thoughts when you heard the Washington Capitals cut ties with both of their netminders? Yeah, so uh, I was very upset to see VTech move. Uh, I'm glad that we got some sort of pick for him. It, 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 you know, it, it, after the wash, it came out to, you know, one pick we got for him. Um, and we'll just go ahead and say it was like what the 36th or whatever it was. Um, you know, to me, that's, that doesn't help us today. It doesn't help us tomorrow. Maybe helps us a few years down the road. That's okay. Uh, we got something for him. Um, but then to see Ilya, Sam, I, I would have loved to see Samsonov go. Um, and I'm surprised that there were no suitors for him. I think that he may have quite a scar on his name right now in the NHL for being a little too streaky as no one was really even, it sounded like willing to give up anything for this guy. So um, pretty brutal for a, what overall 20th, 22nd, something round pick for us, uh, you know, first rounder gone for nothing. So that kind of sucks as far as the business side goes, but uh, definitely an interesting um, thing. I can only assume, hope, and really pray and hold on to my butt that uh, the Capitals are loading up to drop big money on uh, a starting goaltender, at least. All right, Michael, I'm going to ask you that. So we heard word yesterday that the Washington Capitals, in fact, cut ties with Ilya Samsonov. They did not give him a qualifying offer. Um, I guess a crazy thing could happen and he could re-sign with the Washington Capitals at a cheaper rate, even though Brian McClellan kind of indicated that that's not the case. What direction do you think the Washington Capitals are going to go in uh, tomorrow? Is there a netminder you think would be a good fit, a good fit on this team? For sure. And before I get to that, I will say I don't think they're going to move forward with Samsonov. I think Peter Laviolette said in an interview with NBC Sports Washington that they're kind of ready to move on. So with that being said, I think Darcy Kemper is definitely the name to look out for. 
And now that the Caps have no goaltenders, they have the money to do it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think that all arrows are kind of pointing in that direction to uh, Darcy Kemper. Uh, there are some other big names out there. I've heard Allen. I've heard, you know, Bavrosky trade or a Gibson trade. Corey, what are your thoughts on the Capitals? What do, what were your thoughts? I know you cover the Hershey Bears primarily, so you know, or you knew Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov very well. What were your thoughts when the Washington Capitals cut ties with them? Yeah, it was definitely, you know. Know, both of them were fixtures in Hershey, Vanacek more so than, um, you know, over the last few years. Um, was really expecting one of them to stay. I wasn't to go. I don't think anybody really was, to be honest with you. And, uh, um, you know, it's nice, um, as the earlier sentiment was echoed, to get a higher pick in the draft. I know, you know the Capitals pick, I think, pretty well. Uh, they had a pretty good draft in my mind. Uh, uh, but, you know, it, it's now to see them have to kind of scramble here to try to find something in free agency. It's, a, it's, a, it's you know, pretty, pretty uncharted territory for the Capitals, especially to lose, a, you know, too highly regarded. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the writing was on the walls all season. You know, the Washington Capitals, and I've talked about on this podcast, is the the inconsistency with this duo. Uh, my detractors would say, well, this tandem got them to 100 points, so how bad could they ultimately be? Uh, hockey troll, I mean, ultimately, you couldn't have been too surprised that they moved on. Or do you think that ultimately they should, uh, they should have given it one more year with the Vanacek-Samsonov duo? Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you, man. Like the uh, the writing was on the wall; it wasn't going to work. It wasn't sustainable. Um, you know, I would have. I really liked Vanacek. I'm going to be honest. I thought he was the more steady hand. Uh, okay, yeah, you have rebound control issues, but that's on the defense to figure out. Uh, you know, of course, you want to see that happen, being complete control for the NHL for sure. But you know, you have to go back and think like, okay, Samsonov got like, you know. Team suspended last year uh, with Laviolette. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's been an issue off the ice a little bit. Uh, he's it's it's just not been good. It's not it's not been terrible. You know, it's not been catastrophic, but it's not been good. Um, and having the two inexperienced tandem is is just so tough. And maybe they were dealt a bad bad hand, but I just don't think you know it's kind of maybe like an Andre Burakovsky or like a Verona situation. You know, just let them move on. Get him out of there. Um, figure it out. You know, in hindsight, if I had known that Samsonov was going to be, you know, not not qualified, and I, I would have probably held a little bit stronger uh, if I was McClellan onto VTech, maybe getting a little more for him. But at the same time, you know, this is how the cookie crumbles. And again, I really do think, you know, uh, that uh, the star, you know, that. Kemper is, is the number one get, right? The Capitals typically don't like to spend more than six to eight million dollars on a goalie tandem. I think Kemper's making what five, five ish, six ish right now. So he's probably looking at the Stanley Cup tax we're going to make. So I'm guessing that we're going to have to drop quite a lot on Kemper, um, you know, especially if it's going to be short term. So if it's like a two year contract, I would not be surprised to see an $8 million figure come out, which is just ungodly for, for a goalie. You know, unfortunately their most important position, they get paid the least and their voodoo. So it's just really just a high risk. It's definitely not where I'd want to be. 
Um, but the big thing that I want to say is really like, you know, look at going into the playoffs last, uh, last season, right. You know, against Florida, do we really think that a goaltender would have gotten us to a cup? Definitely not. Maybe at best, if we had a top, you know, number one, number two goaltender, maybe stretching, playing off our butts, going to a conference final. Um, but looking at the powerhouse teams that were out there, I'm not really sure that the goaltending, while it is now a glaring issue, uh, compounded by these moves, I think that really it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, before it's it's not the only thing the, the Caps have to address. That's all I'll say. Yeah, and I mean, I think that ultimately Ilya Samsonov kept them in the series. And uh, to your point, I don't think that, you know, even if they would have had a different goalie in there, they would have got a different result. I mean, they may have, but I don't think that they would have ultimately moved on past um, Tampa, which would have been the next round. The thing that concerns me the most about the Kemper deal is that uh, the term and the amount that he's looking for. And I know that Kemper's a good goalie, and I know he's riding the wave of winning a Stanley Cup, but is he really that great of a netminder? Um, he also had some great players on the avalanche in front of him, kind of propping him up and supporting him. So I'm in on... Um, I am in on Kemper, but I'm not quite sure he's as advertised. I guess we will ultimately see next year. So, Michael, my question for you is, who is going to be that number two netminder on the Washington Capitals? Are they going to try to pick someone up, or are they going to try to go with, say, a Fukale, or are they going to try to go with a Shepard? Or I know Phoenix Copley's deal's up, but, you know, maybe a strange thing. They tried to get him on the cheap. Who is going to be the backup netminder or the number two netminder for the Washington Capitals? I think if you're looking in-house, you have to go with Zach Pucalli. He's the one that's kind of proved himself a little more. We didn't really get a chance to see Hunter Shepard. We did see Phoenix Copley a couple of years ago. But Pucal, as we saw in his first two starts, complete stud. And as far as that, that might be easier than looking for like a cheap name on the market. Because it'll be hard to find like a cheap backup goaltender on the market we thought a few days ago the Caps made their decision between Samsonov and Vanchek and Samsonov would be the backup but instead you know it seems to be like Foucault that's that's the what I'd go with yeah, and I mean, ultimately, if they ended up going outside of the organization, they might not get someone as good as that anyway. So to just to end this segment here, I'm going to hit you up on this, Corey. Um, you know, like we were talking about, if if you were going to pick one of the netminders, would you go with Fukale or would you go with Shepard or, you know, kind of a strange thing, uh, Phoenix Copley, if uh, they could, re, you know, re-sign him to a cheap deal? Uh, personally, I, I'll play devil's advocate here. I'd love to see Phoenix get a chance to, to, you know, take that backup position. Ultimately, I have a feeling the cheap uh, Craig Anderson type of uh, type of option as they did a couple of seasons ago. But, you know, I think that Copley's, you know, he had his best season yet, I think, uh, in Hershey. He's, he's a guy that, you know, quietly puts in the work, I think. And the same goes for Zach Fugale. I mean, I guys and, you know, get a solid one two punch out of them you know definitely be a starter backup type of role than what the capitals went with last year but i think that's what they're looking for in a lot of this coming season and you know i think either of those guys could step up i mean they've been the best team past couple of seasons since Fukale uh you know got picked up and you know from a hershey standpoint 
point we've been goaltender in uh, since that time. So I, I, I love to see Copley get that shot just for so long. And, you know, I love to see him get that, that opportunity, but, you know, I think the either role, certainly even Shepard, I think has the potential, but I'd like to see him get, get some AHL seasoning and carry uh, Hershey here this coming season for sure. All right, so after the break here, it's not just netminding that the Washington Capitals have to deal with. There's some positions that need to get filled. What are those positions? We'll talk about that after the break. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting esports and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Cap. So in the first segment, we talked about that obviously the Washington Capitals need to go out there and get that big name marquee netminder. Um, but there's more needs that need to get filled, and primarily it is going to be that center position that has been left vacant by Nick Backstrom. So, Hockey Troll, I am going to start with you on this one. You know, before the show, we were toying around with some kind of crazy ideas. We talked about Malkin, um, among some other players. Who would be a good fit um, in Nick Backstrom's absence? Yeah, um, well, you know, this is the worst. I think... For any hockey club, this is like the worst position to be in. A number two center, uh, you know, obviously there's tons of number one guys that may, may be a bit underpaid. You know, you you may be able to get like a <clears throat> uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois type player and put him in a first line role. But because he's somewhat unproven, you know, you're not going to pay him, you know, the farm right now and then he can figure it out through a contract. But for the second line center, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois is at this point looking for some sort of, you know, big payday is, is most centers who are in that like first line, second line bubble kind of where they would fit in on a team like the Washington Capitals. They're, they're swinging for the fences trying to secure that bag. Um, you know, though I, I wouldn't mind Nazem Kadri. you know, I just, I just, the dude's gritty. Uh, he will make teams pay. Even if we're losing games, they're going to pay with a pound of flesh. That's DC hockey, baby. I love it. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, somebody that's, but you know, then again, Nazem's looking for, he wins one cup after being suspended for three years in a row out of the playoffs. And he's like, yeah, look at my value. I'm amazing. And I mean, did he have a great playoff? Absolutely. Uh, so you're going to be paying that, that cup tax on him hard. And he's, he rightfully so is looking to secure the bag for himself. So, I but th- for the first time in a long time, I'm just really coming up empty-handed at this point. For you know, pick a center at this point. Um, you know, of course, Nick Backstrom is a, a huge piece of the team. Uh, it sucks to see him have what could be potentially a career-ending injury. Which you know, I'm 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 literally in shock as to like what does this team look like without Nicholas Backstrom? I, I just don't know if I even want it. You know, um, especially if Ovi's out there still still banging him home. It's just super sentimental for me. 
Um, but you know, I, I would like to pay maybe bring in somebody in. It'd be nice to get somebody under Nikki's what nine million a year cap hit, right? So maybe like a, a seven mil guy, young would be great. You know, twenty five ish, give him a chance. Um, but if we're gonna if we're gonna sell the farm for a goaltender, which it looks like we're about to do, we're gonna be handcuffed. We might have to look inside. Um, and that could be literally insert X Hershey player, move Lars Eller up. If he stays, you know, um, strength down the middle has been our kryptonite. Once we got Lars Eller, we won a cup two years later. It was a glaring problem when Marcus Johansson was on the Washington Capitals. It's pretty been pervasive. So obviously it's a, it's a pretty dire need, you know, right up there. You know, it's a 1A, 1B with a goaltending situation. Yeah, and then there's that LTIR money that uh, is out there, too. So the Caps have a little bit of uh, money in the piggy bank, so to speak. There are uh, some crazy names that I've heard attached to this team. Pretty much insert any name. Johnny Goudreau, if you guys have been following it, says that he wants out of Calgary or he wants to explore his options. Uh, Same goes for Evander Kane. And if you guys remember earlier in the season, Alex Ovechkin actually was actively pursuing Evander Kane before he signed with Edmonton. Wouldn't that be a crazy line with Evander? Under Kane on the Washington Capitals. So, Michael, I'm going to ask you, I, I'm on your website, and you do a ton of player profiles. Who do you see being a good fit for Backstrom on that top line or second line center? Internally or externally? Uh, I would say externally. Yeah, if they're going to make a big move. Oh, yeah, uh, externally. Yeah. Well... I was talking before the show about Evgeny Malkin. I don't see that happening, but I did see a report that he could potentially go to a Penguins rival. Hmm. I wonder I who heard that, that as well. would be. Yep. <laughs> and, um, so if not Malkin, there's definitely another one. Why not go for a Johnny Goudreau? But that would be a little tricky. I heard he was linked to the Islanders and the Devils. I think he's more likely to go to the Devils. But if Goudreau wanted to play with Ovi, hell, why not go for it? Yeah, I mean, if they got the money to do it, why not? Could you imagine Goudreau on this team and then, you know, like Darcy Kemper and Nett? It just, I think that the landscape, a lot of these teams is going to be a lot different. I mean, is all of a sudden, are the New Jersey Devils going to be contenders next season? It's kind of a crazy idea to think about. Um, I'm going to ask you now, Corey, what are your thoughts? Um, like I say, you profile and you talk about a lot of Hershey Bears teams. Is there someone in Hershey? Uh, I know you're familiar with Connor McMichael. Is he ready for his big shot? Um, who do you think would be a good person to fill in in the absence of Nick Backstrom? Honestly, I think that, you know, obviously Ryan McCullen's words not come true in terms of the Benchek Samsonov situation, but day where he was talking about filling Backstrom's position internally. And I look at to, you know, step in depth wise is going to be Alexi Protus. Big-bodied, he's improving his game offensively each season. He's been down in Hershey so far. Obviously, it's part of 2021. And, you know, um, a good chunk of last year he spent up with Washington as well. So, therefore, he's improving. I do believe Connor McMichael is going to be ready to take the next step. He's a guy that I think, you know, give him that opportunity. He's going to run with it. You know, he did so many remarkable things in that first season where he was down – uh, with the Bears, and you only 
really wish that they'd been able to compete for a Calder Cup. He was such a such a game breaker, which is you know fairly rare to have come through like he was. Uh, there's you know to me, I have no doubt that you know Michael will throw here for, for sure. But I do think it's going to be Protus. I do know they have Hendricks Lapierre waiting in the wings, and as a guy to you know probably have a shot there as well. I'm not really sure where he's going to land. Hershey, you know, I, I just, you know, frankly hope that they spend some of their time in free agency looking for, for depth piece. I have, you know, both Protus and um, LaPierre up at different points there. So they have some depth and, you know, even give the Capitals further options. Um, you know, in addition to the Scarbo, uh, Mike Vecchioni is another good option as well in terms of depth pieces there as well that the Capitals have time to time here. So I really really like to see them build on that though uh, give themselves some more options you know leave that cap space open for when backstrom if and when is able to return yeah vecchioni was kind of lighting it up for the bears this past season and uh his brief stint with the capitals uh, i thought he did a good job too here all right so after the break here we're going to continue to talk about what do the washington capitals need to address on free agency tomorrow we'll talk about that after the break This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pockets. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain auto parts store. An example, Fuel Odyssey Pump, $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business suiting do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holm. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. In this episode, I'm joined by Hockey Troll of the Caps Chirp Podcast. I'm joined with by Michael Marzacco of Stars and Sticks. And then I'm also joined by Corey Swartz of Hershey Bears Nation. So in this final segment here, it's the one other spot that needs to get filled. I mean, this is a 30-minute podcast, so I have to kind of keep this as condensed as much as possible. We have to find someone to fill the spot of Tom Wilson, right wing. Uh, I'm going to start with you here, Hockey Troll. Do you think they need to go outside of the organization, um, or do you think that they have uh, someone internal um, that could fill that position? You know, as much as I love uh, Tom Wilson, as you can see from my background here, St. Tom is what we call him on the podcast uh, because he's a patron saint of the Washington Capitals, has never done anything wrong, completely clean player. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but uh, that's what that's what that's our script and we're sticking to it. Um, 
while Tom Wilson, I think, is much more than a physical presence, I do think that his position is uh, and his role in the lineup has really been kind of in that archetype, like physical guy who can create room for for the for the skill for the what we would what we would consider skilled players. Obviously, he's a stud himself, but um, someone who can create room and make you know open other guys up and can retrieve pucks and things like that. So. I think that that's probably, you know, not to, again, not to uh, blaspheme our saint here, but to, you know, say that he can be replaced by probably somebody from Hershey with a big body. You know, we talked about Leeson, um, you know, we've talked about some guys that, that have, that are their big bodies with some finish would be great. You know, um, get in there on the forecheck. check. You're on the top two lines, you know, you know, your role, you're here to create space, cause mayhem, get in front of the net and retrieve pucks and make good passes. And then hopefully that sets up into something else. That's, I think that's probably the easiest. And, you know, going back to our previous segments, a guy that I, I completely forgot about after I just looked him up during the break, but, um, you know, I think Andrew cop might be a yes. good, placement down the middle for for us and he's cheap you know he's been really buried and in the in the shadow of all the studs in winnipeg but i think that you can you know like shifley and and uh, ehlers and and wheeler uh but if you looked at his contributions for the rangers this last season on this kind of one year all-in deal he was uh he was solid you know um a, a solid player that kind of you know, while he's physical, he's not like overly physical. He's he's a hound on the puck. He's a good on the forecheck, but he also has a lot of skill. So that might be a you know a nice little stopgap. Um, but that's really kind of what I'd consider that a stopgap. Maybe not a permanent option, but um, depending on how he develops. But uh, but back to the the Tom Wilson thing. I'm thinking we call somebody up from the farm who has deserved the spot, and you know you can replace a big body with maybe a guy who's just really ferocious on the forecheck. You know, I feel like that's kind of an interchangeable type uh, skill set there. Um, if you're not going to go in and bang, you're going to go in and pester and cause turnovers based on stick play. So um, that could be a guy, you know, some, you know, even like Axel Johnson, Fialbi, I know he's not like a, a winger or whatever, but uh, you know, something like that, you know, a young guy with some piss and vinegar, if you will. Yeah. Uh, or like maybe an Anthony Mantha would be a, a you know a good stopgap or something like that. So I'm going to pivot here a bit, Michael, and I'm going to ask you about the defense of the Washington Capitals. There are some holes in the lineup, particularly on the left hand side, um, uh, as it was uh, it was going to be Alexiev was supposed to be in there, but now he's going to be out four to five months. But Lucas Johansson may get his big shot. What do you think the Washington Capitals need to do as far as their defense? Um, do you think that they have to go outside of the organization? I think that um, there is some holes in that lineup that need to get filled by some players. Not necessarily. The other day I did like a 2022 starter projection for opening night. I'll definitely do it again once we know like what's going on. It was a little hard to do in the beginning, but for the defense – it was the easiest because all I had to do was basically keep Faravari and Carlson up top and then move Trevor Van Riemsdyk to the second pair with Orlov. And so my third pair has Lucas Johansson and Nick Jensen. I thought that would be good because they re-signed Johansson. And I think yep. TPR is getting a big role. Yeah, and I mean, I think he stepped up big last year. So the question is... 
is there going to be a spot for Alexiev on this team when he comes back? Probably, but it depends on how Lucas Johansson does. If he struggles, or if, God forbid, someone gets hurt, we had to deal with that all of last season. There might be a spot for him, but the Caps are going to look a lot different in four or five months, even more different than they'll look tomorrow. Yeah, because what we've talked about is additions, but I guess what we haven't talked about is the subtractions. I know we subtracted Samsonov and Vanacek, but what other big players uh, you know, may have played their last game with the Washington Capitals? Kind of a scary thought. I hope it's uh, no one of great impact. So, Corey, just asking you about that, is there someone... Uh, that's in Hershey. I know we talked about Lucas Johansson. We talked about Alexiev. Are there other defenders that are in the pipeline that are ready to make their big break on the Washington Capitals? Sure. And for me, that is on the doorstep is Bobby Nardella. I, the big defenseman, you know, more of an offensive style defenseman, but he's been honing his game. So there, there'd be times where you'd pay for that offense of upside with, you know, a bad, bad breaker that might cost you. But he's really done a good job of negating that from his game. Health is a little... There's stints last year where he was on the shelf for a long period of time. But, but you know, to me, Evan Johansson, a, bit, a couple steps behind possibly from being completely... You know, as we saw with Johansson, you know, it's one of those things where I think he could gain steam and, and you know be a cause in here for sure as a guy that, you know, I know Washington, you know, Brian McClellan spoke wanting to have eight defensemen up there. Now, will they necessarily have eight to start with? You know, so they did that a lot last season where, you know, they had Matt Irwin, who was kind of the proverbial there at times. Um, I suspect they'll probably go a similar route where it'll probably be give and Johansson or one or the other type of thing, possibly, um, right there. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be contending for a spot and, you know, maybe have a Joe Snively type. Starts off, you know, where yeah. there's not a lot expected of him necessarily, and then he really jumps in, which I, I certainly think he has the capability to do so, for sure. Yeah, Snively played really great for the Capitals when he was on the big team here. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Hockey Troll, why don't you tell everyone where we can find your podcast? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you can find me at Hockey Trollin with an I-N on Twitter. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at Caps Chirp. Uh, the right now we're on hiatus though. So, you know, I've obviously it's the season's over. We're just chilling for a little bit, uh, regrouping. Um, and I'm actually trying to find a new co-host, so we'll be doing that. But, um, but yeah, come October, we'll be hopefully in full swing. So thanks a lot again for, for having us on. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Michael. I know you work for stars and sticks. Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work? Yeah, you can find my work. Um, I tweet a lot about DC sports at my personal account, Marswago, and you can follow the uh, website stars and sticks at stars underscore and six. And um, yeah, we're still plugging away and grinding away the off season. Our work just eats up and it's going to be a crazy day tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm sure you'll have some great uh, reviews uh, on uh, what the Capitals did. Corey, why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work, where you cover the Hershey Bears primarily? At HBH Nation blog on Twitter, as well as at FPH Bears, which is at CSWA11. Cover, it's mostly the same thing for the Bears, but uh, lots on on players, reviews, uh, signings, and all kinds there too we were hoping the capitals do for the bears on a free agency here with signing some guys for the bears can push for their 12th calder cup here so real excited to see what happens from a hershey yeah for sure you got to keep that uh, pipeline stocked with forwards and defense and uh, i think the hershey bears normally uh, do a great job in doing that all right, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. All right, so gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm really glad that uh, you joined me, and I'll talk to you guys again next time. Thank you for listening.